The Panthers are playing with fire, and they're going to get burned. Let's talk about that. Good morning, listeners. My name is Wes Taylor, and this is the Daily Panthers Podcast. I am your host, your one and only host, executive producer, writer, scripter, whatever jobs there are. That is the one I have. I'm the only one on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, taking time out of your day to listen to my stupid voice and see my stupid... Well, you're not seeing my stupid face. This is not a video, but I digress. Today, we're going to talk about the Panthers roster, the problems that they face with it, and um, any solutions that may be in place. Um, I... Would also just like to say it has been a couple weeks since I've done a podcast. I apologize. Sometimes you forget you even have a podcast. So that is my bad. But I'm back better than ever and ready to go for the season. This week we've got mini camp going on today and tomorrow. So enjoy it because this is literally the last thing until Spartanburg. I know I keep saying that the summer is going to be boring and things are going to stop happening pretty soon. This is it. So today and tomorrow, and then we have actual training camp in about six to eight weeks. I don't remember the exact date of training camp, but looks like it's going to be in Spartanburg. As always, I personally think maybe that might be time to change, but that's not obviously not my decision. I just think that Spartanburg has a connection with Jerry Richardson, but not really anything else uh, since they'll be, I think it's at Wofford, right? So... Uh, Yeah, there's no other connection to Wofford outside of Jerry Richardson, so I don't see any point in continuing with that. Maybe they could take it to UNC Charlotte or Clemson or somewhere else, or they could just keep it at Spartanburg if it's working. I mean, you know, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not that big of a deal. I just think it's kind of interesting that we're staying at Spartanburg without Jerry Richardson present, but I wonder if David Tepper will have other ideas. And I also don't know where... Other teams have their training camps if they do them at colleges or just on their practice field or whatever. So I'm not sure about that either. I think it would be cool to do other colleges outside of Wofford, um, especially one center in North Carolina. Um, But I guess we have the stadium. Um, And uh, (laughs) I saw a debate between North Carolina and South Carolina saying like, If North Carolina didn't have Raleigh or Charlotte, then it would just be West Virginia or something along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, of course it would be. If you took out the two cities with the most people in the state, yeah, that would change the makeup of the state. You're talking, what, in the the metro area, probably four or five million people between those two places. So, yeah, it would definitely have an impact on the state as a whole. So, that's a dumb dumb argument if the Panthers would have won two Super Bowls they would have won two Super Bowls like yeah let's just talk about things that are never gonna happen or haven't happened it will happen but also my Bryce Young jersey is shipping prayers up to anyone who ordered a Bryce Young jersey I hope that it comes soon mine is supposed to be here on Friday I'm really excited about it I kind of wanted to wait for the black jersey but also, everyone always does the black jerseys, and I've never gotten a jersey before, and I think this new process blue is really nice, so I am I went with the blue, 
and it's going to be here this week. So I'm super excited about that. Bryce Young is also, I think, number six in jersey sales. I will say, though, they've already discounted it, which pisses me off because I paid $130 for it. And then literally two weeks later, they bump it down to $100. So whatever. But I mean, I didn't pay full price either, but that was because my credit card had like a cashback thing, you know, if you have American Express, they do certain things where if you buy something, you get more cashback than normal. And uh, with Fanatics, it was $25 more or $25 back if I purchased something from Fanatics. So that was cool. So I only ended up paying like 110 after tax or something like that. So not so bad, but still, it could have been less, and that pisses me off, because they're already, dis- he's not even played a game yet, and they're discounting his jersey, unless we're going to get new uniforms, but I digress, and JC Horn is hurt again, <sighs> man, I have harped on this all offseason, we need another quarterback, we need another cornerback, we need a CB, the two guys we have have not made it a full season in a while. I said that. I said it multiple times. Yet here we are. Here we are. Another year. Another injury. Currently, both of our starting cornerbacks are hurt. If the season started today, neither one of them would be playing. Period. And I am I am pulling for J.C. Horn. I'm not hating at all. It is just a fact of the matter. It is the situation that we are in. That is the end. At the end of the day, if you can't play, you can't contribute. And J.C. Horn is hurt, and he has stayed hurt, and he has not proven that he can make it through the NFL season yet. And people want to say, like, oh, he's not injury prone because they're freak accidents. Either way, regardless of how you're getting injured, you are injury prone. When Christian McCaffrey, I've gone back and forth about this, but at this point, if you're injured, you're injured. That's it. Christian McCaffrey, when he got hurt, you know, it was just one with a shoulder. Then he got, if a guy fell on him, and um, I can't remember everything that happened with him. I think his ankle was an issue. So I think that J.C. Horn needs to talk to whoever the heck Christian McCaffrey talked to outside of Marshall Falk. He needs to find another cornerback or somebody who stayed healthy, like, I don't know, like Darrell Revis or something. Talk to him. Jalen Ramsey, he seems like he's been healthy. I haven't looked at their game stats or how many games they've played throughout the seasons, but they always seem like they're on the field. Or Patrick Sertan, he played every game last season. I know that for sure. So, I don't I don't know. I don't know right now. J.C. Horn's broken his foot. He is currently hurt his other foot. And um, I can't remember what the other injury was. But now we're going on three injuries. One that missed 13 games. One that he missed four games with. And then now he's supposed to be back for the start of the season. Supposed to be. So I've often said that Scott Fitterer has bet his job on Bryce Young. And shorting the market on DJ Moore. Now... What I really am saying now is Scott Fitter is betting his job on Keith Taylor and CJ Henderson. That's at, at the end of the day, that's what's happening right now. So I don't know if 
this is going to be something that is going to cost him his job, but it, it's dang close. It's going to happen uh, because our cornerback depth, depth is not there. I saw somebody mention that, oh, we have four different guys who can play nickel corner. Nickel corner is not the problem right now. We have two guys on the outside who cannot stay healthy. J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, both on the outside. Nine nickel corners on the outside. Now we've got to put a guy who plays nickel corner on the outside. Now that's the problem. The problem has never been, oh, we need a nickel corner. Sure, yeah, it's nice to have. But we didn't get beat because our nickel corner got beat. And you know the game I'm talking about by now. We got beat because our guys on the outside could not cover anything. They couldn't cover a bed with a sheet. There's nothing in this world that would have helped them. There's nothing. And we're betting on those guys again. They're ranked, I think, when I looked last for PFF. Give I'd Say what you will about pro football focus. But in general, it's at least got the guys in the same area as they should be in rankings. It's got the top guys near the top. It's got the bottom guys near the bottom. And three of our guys were near the bottom. And we're betting on them. We cannot do this. We didn't pick up CJ Henderson's fifth-year option for a reason. J.C. Horn has not played a healthy season yet. You're telling me that when we get into the grind of the season, it's going to get better? I sure hope so, but I don't see it. I don't see it. And um, is J.C. Horn going to be ready for the preseason or the season? And is he even going to play in the preseason? Is he going to pull a Christian McCaffrey and say the heck with it? Has he even earned that right? I don't know. People want... Well, not people. Panthers fans want to crown J.C. Horn as a top five cornerback, but I don't see how you can do that if he doesn't get on the field. You're a top zero quarter cornerback if you can't get on the field. And I love J.C. Horn. I think he's a great player. But if you cannot get on the field, you cannot help the team. And that is, at the end of the day, the main thing. The main thing is the main thing, and that is winning. And J.C. Horn cannot help us win if he's not on the field. And I'm not saying it's his fault. I don't know. He got hurt training on his own. I don't know if it's his fault. You know, these guys are paid millions of dollars to produce. And if you're hurt, you cannot produce. And I don't know what's going on with J.C. Horn. I don't know what's going on with his training regiment. I've definitely read articles about modern-day training techniques and how they don't work or how some of them don't work. And guys are getting hurt, and they're also too big. You've heard me mention that before. Someone like Saquon Barkley, when you've got thighs the size of a waist, but your ligaments are still the same size as if you were only 130 pounds, that's a lot to support in a man. And I don't know if that's part of it, because J.C. Horn is a pretty freaking big cornerback. It definitely could be, but I'm so tired of seeing this man pop up on my newsfeed saying that he is hurt. I'm tired of defending him. I feel tired. I'm just tired. The same way I was after Christian McCaffrey got hurt for the fourth time or whatever it was. And I was going back and forth with other fans of Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the NFL. And them talking about his injury proneness. It's like, that is like the automatic visceral reaction. He, he's not injury prone. He just gets injured. What's the difference? What's the difference? If, if, he's, if he gets injured, he's injury prone. I don't care if it's he accidentally fell out the window because he was drunk. He got hurt. I remember there's one, one. I think it was an NCANT 
college basketball player. He got hurt walking through an automatic door. I don't remember what happened. It was a freak accident. It's like stuff like that. I'm sorry. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Injury luck, maybe, is a good word for it. Um, There's a stat in basketball called free throw defense. It's just basically how poorly other teams shoot free throws against you or how well they shoot free throws against you. I feel the same way about field goal kickers. It's like, what is the percentage made against you? That's how I feel about J.C. Horn's injury luck. I'm like, even if he isn't injury prone, he's at least got bad injury luck. And those two combined are going to equal a very Ken Griffey-esque type of career if it continues of, oh, what could have been. Oh, he could have been the best cornerback in the history of the Panthers. But he couldn't stay out on the field. He's going to be the post seven years from now where you're like, what if this guy could never have gotten injured? It's like Luke Keekly. What if he never retired? It's at least with Luke, you got to see what he was like at his true prime, at his best. The best linebacker in the NFL, rookie of the year, a beast for what, six, seven years, maybe eight years? At least we got to see him in his prime, at his peak. With J.C. Horn, we really haven't even gotten to see what he's like. When he's out on the field, he's been great, but I think he could be even better, and that's the scary and frustrating part because you know how good this guy could be. You know what he could be like if he could just stay healthy. You've seen glimpses of it. Oh, my God, against the Seahawks? Disgusting disgusting he's built like a damn truck built like a linebacker catches like a receiver covers like a corner alpha dog mentality brain of a quarterback i mean he's the if you were to build a cornerback in a lab if you were to tell an alien these are what the features of a good cornerback would be he's about 225 pounds muscular about 6'2 can stop on a dime, agile, fast, smart, good hands. I just described J.C. Horn. That's what you would build in the lab if you could build it. And I guess the only difference would be you would say injury at 99. So he never gets injured. I just, yeah, it's it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. And... I'm rooting for him. I really am. And everyone saying shit on Twitter or anywhere else, shut up. Shut up. If you've ever been through injuries like J.C. Horn is going through, especially ones that stack on top of each other, you feel worse than anyone. You know, it's your body. You have to deal with it every day. And the frustration that comes from working so hard to work your way back from an injury, and then when you're finally back, you've rehab for three four five months and then immediately when you get back after the doctor said you were clear you're good you're supposed to be a hundred percent now and there's just something at the back of your mind that says you're not but you say the doctor said i was and you go out there and you do what you normally do and you get hurt again and you have to start all over the first time you come back from an injury it's not so bad you know you're like trust the process Let's work hard. If I do what I'm told and if I'm disciplined and I do what I'm supposed to, I will be fine. And I will come back as good as ever. And then you do that. You do everything you're supposed to do. 
and then you get hurt again. There is no precedent for that. There is no mental game to play with that. That is just what it is. You have to deal with it. After all that hard work, it's like it's like if you wrote like a book, and then before you printed it, you just burned it. That's what it feels like. Like all of your hard work thrown away. It does not matter. You start over, and you do it again. And you work hard for five months. You work hard, and then you're back. You're ready to go. You feel so good. Man, I've worked so hard. I've battled through all these injuries. Oh, you're hurt again. And now everyone's calling you injury prone or wondering if you should quit sports or, oh, you got brittle bones or, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. You know, after I had my injuries and I finally came back for good, I really didn't change anything that I was doing. I just stopped getting injured. I didn't supplement anything. I didn't, I wore an ankle brace for a while. And then once I stopped wearing the ankle brace, I was fine too. But I can't imagine what JC Horn is going through. He's if you're frustrated as a fan, imagine it being your career. Imagine your job, your livelihood, your passion being taken away from you. That's the frustrating part for him. And everyone's frustrated. He's the most, for sure. It's his body. It's his career. He doesn't want this to happen. And as a fan, it's frustrating too because you see the potential that's there. And you see this guy who is like a specimen and he can't stay healthy. And it's really frustrating. And I think the Panthers have done a had made a terrible decision. I told them, oh, I didn't tell them, good Lord, I don't have any power. I told this podcast, which no one listens to, we need cornerback depth. We need cornerback depth. And that's not a knock on anyone. When we drafted Chuba Hubbard, I didn't think it was a knock on CMC. It's just good business. It's just smart. You don't get car insurance because you're a bad driver you just get car insurance because you don't know what happened also it's illegal to drive without car insurance but maybe not the best analogy i was reaching on that one but it's fine with jc horn you need that insurance policy you need it if you live in certain here here's a better analogy if you live in certain areas you have to get certain types of insurance if you live in florida you might have to get flood insurance if you live in california you might have to get fire insurance or earthquake insurance. I don't know what kind of insurance there is. But if you have injured cornerbacks, you better get cornerback insurance. And right now, Scott Fitter went on he went on www.general.com. And he talked to the general. And that's the insurance policy he decided to go for. He went on, uh, what's that one that you can, it's like $12 a month or something. And you, you don't even really have insurance. You're just not breaking the law. Ah, uh, man, I can't remember which insurance it is, but, um, yeah, that's how I feel Scott Fitterer did. He went to the general and got his quote for $12 a month, and that's what he took. And that's why he's sticking with Keith Taylor and CJ Henderson, because he doesn't want to buy it. We've got the cap space. What are we doing? <coughs> Excuse me. What are we doing? We're trying to get a defensive end, an edge, whatever the term is these days. What are we spending our money on? We decided to go with Mingo in the second round as a wide receiver. I didn't hate the pick, but I wasn't sure about it. And then third round, we decided to reach for an experimental mid-20s yet-to-peak edge. And then fourth round, offensive line. Fifth round, free safety. No, maybe a nickel corner. No cornerbacks, no secondary. 
Jamie Robinson, nickel corner. Not on the outside. Quarterback for our first pick. Obvious, obvious choice. But even if those were the right choices, I don't know that they were the smart choices. Especially on the edge. That's the one that everyone seemed convinced of, but I'm not so sure we needed that. We have some guys on the edge that I think are ready to have a breakout season, and I don't know with where we were at in the draft, even the guy we reached for. I'm, I made a case for him, but I'm still not totally sold on him. And now that we are already having injury issues, I don't think that was the right decision. We have a, a cornerback room that cannot stay healthy, and we decided to draft a wide receiver. And people want to clown our wide receiver room and say it's not great. But even without Mingo, you have a pretty solid room. And we can draft a wide receiver next year. Bryce Young's not going anywhere. But, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss right now. I really don't know why we're doing what we are doing. And it's stressing me out. But And we have, what, $30 million in cap space and we're not spending any of it? What are we saving for? Hmm? What is Scott Fitterer doing? Do I trust in Scott Fitterer? I trust in his knowledge. I trust in his ability to manipulate the cap. Do I trust in his ability to evaluate players? No. No, I do not at this point. But he's a likable guy. I want him to succeed. I want this whole team to succeed. I liked him a lot. But if we can't, defend against the pass in the year 2023 of our Lord in this NFL, this modern day, everyone is the greatest show on turf, then we are going to be struggling. Bryce Young is going to have to put up 40 points a game. At least. It's going to get ugly. And if we cannot stay healthy, we do not have the depth for these injuries in any positions, really. That is the difference between a good team and a great team. We do not have the depth. Our Defensive line, not really. Linebackers, not really. Cornerbacks, you already know. Offensive line, yeah, we've got some depth there, actually. Wide receiver, eh. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Depends on who you consider a starter. If you're running spread, you got four wide receivers. Do we have depth? Probably not. Two wide receivers? Yeah, we got some depth. <sighs> I don't know. And can Bryce Young elevate us like he did his teams at Alabama? Maybe. But at this point, I am so lost as to the direction of this team at the moment and what this front office is doing. Maybe they've got a trade in the midst. I don't see it. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. There's a trade going. I know that, um, was it Hunter? The edge from the Vikings, is it? Who is holding out? Maybe they make a move for him. I don't know who what they would trade. We don't have any assets. We'd have to trade a player. Are we going to trade someone like Jeremy Chin for that? I don't think so. Not as much as they've talked about him this offseason, this Swiss Army knife. This chess piece, as Phil Snow called him. I don't think that we're going to be able to do that. And we don't have the assets. We just mortgaged our future for a franchise quarterback, which I'm fine with again. But that does limit our ability to make moves in other areas. And Mr. In on Every Deal needs to sit on his hands for a little bit and watch his product. You cannot bail yourself out just by chasing 
these aging players who are getting paid too much money. It is not going to work. And at this point, it's too late. We have to ride with what we've got. And that is your fault, Scott Fitterer. That is your fault for this depth that we have. If it works out, I will eat my foot. But I will bet $100 neither of our cornerbacks play every game this season. And that's a pretty generous bet because not many guys play the whole season anyway. So I would bet that neither one of our cornerbacks play more than 14 games this season. I would actually be ecstatic if they both lasted for 15 games or more. So that is just my thoughts on the matter. And um, outside of injuries and J.C. Horn, um, there's minicamp is coming up. So get excited about that. Enjoy it. These next couple of days will be the last football we get until August. So enjoy these next couple of days. Don't get too caught up in everything it's just a time to have fun i wouldn't get too caught up in who's connecting with who or how people look or anything like that but really it's just more for the fans to enjoy seeing this product and a chance for the undrafted free agents to get a little bit more tape on film is that right film on tape i don't know what the word is that you would say but it's really just for social media and also just to see the guys play and that's really what you should enjoy not not all these debates and everything about who's going to start, who's going to play, what our core looks like, all that mess. It's really just about enjoying being a fan and watching the team that you love. And, you know, this next couple of days will be the last football we get for a while. So definitely enjoy it. I'm excited to see what Bryce Young looks like. He has looked good in um, the, the last few videos I've seen. His passes are like on a line he places the ball so well Andy Dalton's looking rough <laughs> I realize that he's not necessarily a starting quarterback in the NFL but it looks like he does not give a crap at all this quarterback room is well not quarterback room but this quarterback competition was over before it started and Bryce Young's been elevated to number one right now they have they have um what is, what is the word not regretted uh resisted the urge to make him the starter or name him the starter so at this point they've just said that he's running with the ones quote unquote but I mean he's obviously going to be the starter you don't mortgage your whole future for that so as long as he's getting first team reps I really do not care what they call him I don't care if they say that he is the freaking third string if he's getting reps with the first team that's all that matters at this point and um, he mentioned that he wants to get them out to California and throw some this summer so be on the lookout for that as well and um, be on the lookout for he and dj chark they seem to have made a fast connection i'm interested to see which of our receivers breaks out between chark mingo Thielen, and marshall one of them is gonna have a thousand yard season i i know i've said i think that two of them will but one of them for sure will so I'm just interested to see which one of them it's going to be. Because they're really all pretty even. I mean, Marshall, you're like, this could be his breakout year. Thielen, you're like, he has the best pedigree. Chark, you're like, he has the most potential. And Mingo, we're not really sure what we're going to get at this point. So everything, everyone has their like positive and also their like drawback. So it's, it's going to be an interesting time for... 
the wide receiver room to see who is the one that gets a thousand yards and who's the one that belongs on your fantasy team. Um, so tomorrow I'll probably do something about that as to which which players belong on your fantasy team and who or who does not warrant you drafting or picking up from free agency. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun for anyone who plays fantasy football. Maybe I don't know. You know, I don't really plan these things in advance. I kind of just see what's in the news and talk about that. So. It'll be a lot of fun either way. Uh, but also congrats to the Nuggets for winning the NBA championship. If anyone's a basketball fan out there, love Nikola Jokic. And also, apparently, the Hornets are going to be possibly trading the second overall pick for Zion Williamson. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.